Welcome to Friendly Competition, a podcast to discover the best of all time. I'm Nick Keller, and alongside my co-host and best friend, Cody Lena, we discuss various pop culture topics and narrow it down to truly the best of all time. Or as we like to call it, the boat. But before anyone can step foot onto the boat, we put them into a Sweet 16-style tournament, and we argue each round until we decide a winner. Nick, what kind of criteria do we like to use when we decide who gets to step foot onto the boat? Whatever the hell we want, Cody. And uh, do you mind if I tell him what we're talking about this season? Go ahead, big buddy. Yeah, so we have a we have a fan another fan submitted bracket, and that fan is me. I did this. I want to talk about this. We are going to be talking about this season, the best Adam Sandler movie of all time. I want to thank my co-host uh, and best friend Cody for la- allowing me to do this because it is my birthday coming up this season. We'll tell you when it is. It's not today. But it will be coming up. So this is a gift to me that Cody is giving to me. And I, uh, I thank him for that. And I could not be more excited to talk about this. Because Cody, do you want to tell them what group we're in and what happened with the seating? We are in group A of the best Adam Sandler movie of all time. And you know what? Our bracketologists hit it out of the park this time. As we say every season, we pick 16 things. In this case, it was Adam Sandler movies. And we put them into a random number generator. That kicks it out to expert bracketologists across the globe who then kick it back to us. And this, this group, we got the number one seed, Happy Gilmore, earning that number one spot. Going number, up against- I mean, I, I'm sorry. I, I don't mean to cut you off here, but like, y'all, I mean, you've, you've been listening to this now. This is season nine, 10, maybe eight. I don't know. It, we're up there. Have you listened to this show and ever once thought that that deserved the number one seed? We have talked many times ourselves in circles about maybe why. Why would that be there? You know, why would spiders be the number one seed? Why? No. Happy Gilmore fucking deserves to be the number one movie, not on just this bracket, but of all goddamn time. I am showing my cards a little bit here about about this. Um, Also, also, they didn't stop there, Nick. No, no. 16 seed. Jack and Jill, <laughs> arguably one of the worst movies of all time. I don't know the Rotten Tomatoes score, but I know it's abysmal. Yeah, got Happy Gilmore Guns against 16 seed Jack and Jill, and then the next match we've got eighth seed Fifty First Dates going up against number nine seed The Longest Yard. Nick, let's just jump into the first matchup. How about that? I yeah, I mean we can definitely do that. Um, I've got something for you, and I think this is a, a breaker. Another gift? Nope. For my birthday. I think oh. this is why Jack and Jill could beat Happy Gilmore. It won't, but try. No, for you, for you. This is specifically for you. Right. Adam Sandler only plays one role in Happy Gilmore. (laughs) Oh, it's double the Sandler? It's double the Sandman, dude. Oh, God, Cody. I mean, that's tough. I will say, so Jack and Jill is the movie where Adam Sandler plays not only Jack, but his sister, Jill. Let's all recall that this was a time... I don't know. I don't know. I know I have it written down somewhere when this movie was made, but it was clearly a time of yesteryear when this was maybe funnier than what it will, what it was going to be. It, but the fact is, though, people watched it and decided as a group that it was not, not funnier. I, than it was I think it's still so. My one of the things I love about Adam Sandler, one of my favorite things of all time, just in him in general, is once he got famous enough, he just basically was like, every movie I make is going to make a hundred million dollars. So why not? just go to exotic locations, make movies with my friends and just have a blast. And Jack and Jill sounds like just like a fever dream he had where he's like, I'm going to play my sister. 
and no one told him no, and he just did it. And he got Al Pacino. I mean, don't get me wrong. I know Al Pacino isn't of like of like his old caliber as like one of the best actors of all time. Like he's kind of been like, I'll do anything. But no matter, you still have to talk him into it a little bit. <laughs> and so, like, <laughs> get some- straight. You're gonna play your sister. Yeah, I'm in. I'm fucking Pacino. Yeah, I, I mean, fuck. I mean, I'm, I'm, I'm. I got nothing to do the next. I got nothing to do the next two weeks. So I will say too. One of the uh, there was a friend of mine in college who knew how much I loved Adam Sandler and came to me and was like, she was like, but have you seen Jack and Jill? And this is, would have been while I was in college. Like it just came out on like DVD or something. I was like, nah, you know, I know I've seen every Adam Sandler movie to this point, but I just don't think, I, I just can't watch the Sandman debase himself like this. And she was like, it is, if you can put all of that aside and just watch it, she's like, it was actually kind of enjoyable. So there is a part of me, you know, and we always say we come into this with the knowledge that we know and that for the final four, we will do our research, which in this case means watching Adam Sandler movies, which what better gift could I have? But, and while I would like to watch Jack and Jill, and maybe in, in some scenario where the bracketologist wanted I to- I can't fathom, I'm going to cut you off, Nick. I can't yeah. fathom a scenario or a world where I want to watch Jack and Jill. I can't imagine what fever dream I'd have to wake, delirium I'd have to wake up out of. No amount of weed, uh, crack, LSD- <laughs> It's going to make me want to watch Jack and Jill. I think you could get pretty drunk and watch Jack and Jill. I think if it was just on in the background and you're like, oh, fuck it. Let's do it. Let's fuck it. Let's. Uh, all right. I'll put it. You can have it on. But three. It got a 3% on Rotten <laughs> Tomatoes. <laughs> all right. So I think me and Nick are on a consensus. We're going to move Happy Gilmore into the next. I mean, I don't even think we need to talk about Happy Gilmore. Let's just keep all that in the bank. Yeah. Yeah. No, no, no. And we'll, I will not. I just want to say so people know. I've probably seen Happy Gilmore a thousand times because this was the movie I grew up as like my go to sleep movie, the movie that I always put on to fall asleep to. My brother had the Goonies, I had Happy Gilmore. Yeah. So I'm well versed in this particular tale. But let's move that on to the next round. So let's talk about eight seed 51st States going against the nine seed longest yard. Yeah. Nick, I mean, you're the expert on it. What do you, what do you think? I, I am the expert on all things Happy Gilmore movie or. <laughs> Adam Sandler movies. So here's, I never connected with the premise of 50 first dates. The idea that this woman has a, a cognitive disability. Well, I don't know. I mean, it wasn't put on her. She was, she was in an accident and then now can't has it every day. She has amnesia, right? That's the whole point. Every day she has amnesia, doesn't know who he is. So he's constantly trying to woo her and impress her and like get her to fall in love with him. There Am I weird to think like there's something creepy about that? No, like, man, it's it is creepy. I every day, and like I know that that's supposed to be the cute part of the story, right? Is that like this guy sees something in this woman that he loves so much and he is connected to, and that he's willing to every day. I mean, the the end of the movie spoilers is like they're they're sailing on a boat, and every day she wakes up on a boat and has to watch a movie where he's like, "Hey, you're gonna come upstairs. I'm gonna be there." You love me. We were married. What, look at also how how did they get married on a day? Like she's. I know like there's like glimmers of hope that she kind of shows like a little bit of cognition. She starts to like some of her paintings demonstrate that like he's starting to get into her memory and stuff. I just never connected in a way that I found this movie to be a super like romantic, adorable film. I always was like. 
not to say that these people don't deserve love or anything, but like, it's weird, dude. It's just weird to do that every day. And like, yeah, I don't know. I, I never connected with 50 first dates as this, like, I think a lot of people put it up there as like a top Adam Sandler romantic comedy, but Ooh, I is not good either though. Let's like, Okay. Whoa, whoa, no, follow whoa, me here. What? Okay, listen to me. I know it's a remake. It gave us some good things. One, it gave us Stone Cold Steve Austin in a movie. Goldberg's in it. That's cool. I'm in. I'm down with that. But there's like some the the end of the movie is the guards versus the fucking the guards versus the inmates in a giant football game, right? Yes. With a bunch of people in attendance, right? One of the greatest football games with, ever played in cinema history. So keep going. No, with a bunch of people in attendance, right? Mostly inmates. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> But for some reason, Chris Berman's there, like, announcing it? Why? And then Jim Rome's involved? Like, I don't understand. Okay, okay. Now, Cody, I hear what you're saying. And, like, that, okay, sure. Sure, sure, sure. But, like, imagine current, we are still very much in the middle of a pandemic, right? And begging for sports. You're telling me right now, if this were to go down in Texas, and they were to have guards v football players well let's minus a lot of socio-political issues that there are with that let's just yeah. just on the face value hey uh apparently in texas there's gonna be these guards versus uh versus inmates football game. the only accurate thing at that the- would be no stop i'm not done i'm there is no way that espn wouldn't put that on sunday night prime time in this environment dude there is, that would be okay, yes. huge. In this environment, yes. But this is, we're not talking about this environment. And also the only accurate thing in that whole damn movie before I let you go. Is how is big Goldberg's the, penis is? Yeah, he doesn't want to kill the guy. I get that. But the only accurate thing is that the guard guy was willing to kill Adam Sandler's character for no reason at the end of it. He doesn't. He puts the gun down. He specifically like he has the gun up and he's like and he's like take the shot. Take no, the shot. No, I'm talking about the take the shot guy. And he's like and he's like he's just won the goddamn game ball and passed like he don't, I mean, it's a beautiful moment of tension, but like it's I I mean, you have I mean, this is like one of the first movies with like Terry Crews in it coming in with the McDonald's. Chris Rock is great in it. Um, his death scene, though, is arguably the most gratuitous, unnecessary death scene in a comedy I think I have ever, like, it is still burned into my mind, the fact that you just, like, they're like, and we lit him on fire. You see him, A, be lit on fire, and then B, the, like, closing of the door on him is traumatic. I I still, though, I mean, Nelly is in this movie, dude. <laughs> you got Nelly in here being fucking awesome, just hitting those routes. I, I, at the the training sequence, dude. I gotta be honest, man. I I would definitely, and especially too. I think one of the criteria is always gonna be which one am I gonna watch if I have to. If one of these is on, which one am I watching? Or if I have to pick, I would go longest yard hands down every time. Fifty first dates. I cannot get over. Once again, I think this is one of the things I. The thing I like about fifty first dates is a. This is clearly one of the first examples that we have of Adam Sandler doing exactly what I said he would do. He got famous enough that he was like. This story could be done in any city in America, but he's like, can we go to Hawaii? Would that be, is everyone cool with that? They're like, well, we did write it in Manhattan. Yeah, but could you just change around some stuff and we'll just film it in Hawaii? Yeah. And I'll bring all my friends. I'll bring bring Robbie. I'll bring Robbie. And they were like, I guess. And then they did. And so like, 
I appreciate this is, I think, one of the first times you can really pinpoint that Adam Sandler, A, starts to not care as much about the, the, the movie and the comedy itself. Um, but then B, he's all about going to dope-ass locations. But I, I got to called honest. it 51st Dates because that's how many it took for him to just give up? <laughs> I wish, man. I don't I don't. It's creepy. It. Is it some sort of like, uh, what's the word I'm looking for? Give me a second. Not Like... When you're held prisoner for so long that you start to fall in love with the guy? Oh, um, fuck, fuck, fuck. There's uh, not Munchausen syndrome. That's when no, you're that's, sick. That's, what that's when people tell you you're sick and you're not sick. Yeah, um, that's mom. Stockholm syndrome. Catherine can hear us from downstairs. Thank you for the text, my love. Thank you, <laughs> Catherine. God, we're idiots. We're so thank dumb. You. Hit us with that Stockholm syndrome. Is it yeah, like thank you, Stockholm syndrome thing? I, I mean, I, well, that's the thing, right? The ending is she has to every day wake up on a boat realize that she is with her husband and just go with it. Like literally she has to just be like, I guess this is okay. Like my, my parents or my dad and my brother in this video. So they seem chill about it. Like it just does not line up with me in a way that's like, this seems like a good thing. This seems okay on a level. Like I just, I can't get over it. I, I, I'm going to lock in longest yard because I just, I do not find 50 first dates to be, I think there's a movie on here that we'll talk about later that I think is just a, a far better Adam Sandler out with out in a beautiful destination doing a cool thing with with uh, a love interest. This was not it for me. I'm gonna, I'm gonna go, lock in Longest long Yard. Yep, Longest Yard as well. Oh, really? I thought you'd at least push a little bit on it. No, I don't like Fifty First Dates. I agree with you completely. Yeah. I also don't like Longest Yard. Well, fair We're, enough. You guys are gonna notice that I'm not as big a fan as of Adam Sandler as Nick is. It doesn't make any, how could you not be? I don't understand. But here we are. We have Happy Gilmore, the number one seed, going up against nine seed, the longest yard. And I'm, ah, God damn it, Cody. I, you, hey, there's Nick, no what, way. Wanna, there, you want to see something cool? What? I'm watching Happy Gilmore right now. I have it memorized. I'm in there. I, <laughs> Name a scene. I can watch it right now. Just opens up and you're like, and it's the, and it's the opening credits where he, you know, his dad, his Everything's mom leaves his dad for, because he all he does is watch hockey and then his dad dies. And then you see the mom or the grandma with the kiss mask, dude, I recently, so I probably watch Happy Gilmore maybe twice a year at bare minimum. Right. So I was watching it recently with Kellyanne, my partner. And I like, I don't, I mean, I've watched it at every phase of my life when I saw it, but for the first time seeing that grandma come out with the kiss mask, I like legitimately kind of like teared up because I was like, that is such an incredibly sweet thing. Like I could finally put myself in the shoes of like, you know, what if I lost a parent and like I had to do, and like, I was like, dude, that is so fucking sweet. That is one of the best, like that movie is so, so good. I don't shoot him at Gavin. If I had to remake any movie from the 90s and play a role in it, it would be me as Shooter McGavin and Happy Gilmore. Because that he's... I want, Man, that makes me nervous, though. The day that someone does do that, and I have oh. to... Because I know I it's will be suck. that old head. Like, I'm usually like, hey, man, art is art. Like, there's, you give it a chance to, like, be redone. It, what's the worst that can happen? But when the day comes that someone's like, uh, you know what? We're we're looking back at Adam Sandler's movies, and he's given all permission. Uh, he's letting everyone redo them. I'm gonna be like, of all of them, Happy Gilmore's the one. Billy Madison, I think, could be done redone pretty well, and kind of have an interesting twist. Looking at it in a modern context, there is nothing about Happy Gilmore that I want to see updated or modernized. It's nope. just, <laughs> it's so, it's, it's so good. That I it's, don't want to mess with. It's just such a perfect film. Uh, it does severely lack professional wrestlers in it, and Nelly. It does. 
I mean, and he, I mean, I wonder if Adam Sandler is a, a professional wrestling fan because Waterboy has Big Show in it. I think if we go through these, we probably find a few other examples. So I wonder if he, man, wouldn't that be, who do you think Adam Sandler's favorite wrestler is? Oh shit. Stone Cold. You think it's Stone Cold? You think he's a Stone Cold? I would have, I would have put him as a Shawn Michaels guy. No, I think it's Stone Cold. I think he likes the charisma. It's Stone Cold or The Rock. First of all, here's the deal. If anyone's a casual wrestling fan, it's either Stone Cold or The Rock. That's it. Let's say he's, let's say he's a legitimate wrestling fan. Like let's put him up there as like a, a, a for sure watches all four, the big four pay-per-views. Okay. Okay. Has his, has from, he was from the, when he was a child to now as an adult person has, is at least a, a four, uh, for those of you that aren't aware, basically WWE has four big pay-per-views. It's WrestleMania, SummerSlam are the two that most people are aware of. So okay. he watches those at least. Knows can follow some of the storylines. You think okay. he would still just be Stone Cold? All time. I'm well. He's older than us, so it's probably going to be someone older. He's probably going to be, I'd say, Rowdy Roddy Piper or Hulk Hogan, one of those Ooh. two. Because he's older. All right. What if he's a steamboat guy? <laughs> like, I can you don't, see that. You don't no, hear enough people be steamboat guys. I don't think he is. I think he'd be a flair if he's going to be just cashing in all the time. God, no one wants to hear this, do they? Do no one. This is for us. We <laughs> Tom because Tom and Dan we, are losing I mean, their shit. Let's be clear. We are filling so much air because there is there is no doubt in in anyone's mind that Happy Gilmore is moving on to the final four. It is the number one seed for a great reason because it is the best. Longest yard, you're you're fine, but you're not even close. This is not even close. So we're trying to give you all a quality 20-minute episode here with some with some content you can take back home and think and chew on. But I mean you can, you, yeah, maybe we'll re-edit and go back and be like, hey, you can fast forward for the next five minutes because it's just Nick and Cody <laughs> ta- combining Adam Sandler and wrestling. This, it means nothing. Because Happy hey, Gilmore. But, hey, if he was such a big wrestling fan, was he involved? Is he in the WWE as a guest host at any point? Because they did that phase in like early 2000s where everybody and their mom was a guest host. It's not, it wasn't on his IMDb. And I think they usually put those on IMDb. Like, I think if you look up John Stewart's, because John Stewart is a huge wrestling fan. He would, uh. It would, it's on his IMDb, I believe. So I don't think he's shown up. Adam Sandler was at WrestleMania 21. What? No, no way. Dude, so he is. Fuck, another reason to love the goddamn Sandman, dude. That, this is nothing. Cody, you're going to have to figure out what you're going to want to do with all this audio. But. <laughs> yeah. All right, anyway, back to it. So, shit, this might be a short episode, guys. Happy Gilmore, right? Happy Gilmore. There's no, there's no doubt at all ever that Happy Gilmore is was going to move into the final round from the jump of this. So I hope you all got a chance to reflect on how you, what you believe about happy Gilmore being number one and why you think it's a great movie, but we will probably, we will, we will actually have a true debate when we get to the final four, uh, when it goes up against whoever the group B champion is, but right now, yeah, happy Gilmore's number one. There's yeah, no, it's, it's the number one seed for a reason. We cannot, we cannot stress that enough. It earned it. Cannot stress that enough. So happy Gilmore. Moving on to the finals. And that is it, folks. Thank you so much for listening to us. If you want to help out your boys, uh, a couple things that you can do. First and foremost is always tell a friend. That is the number one thing at any time that if you can go just tell one person, hey, you should check out this podcast. That's the number one thing that can help. A couple other things that you can do to help us out. Go to Apple Podcasts. Give us those five stars. Can't say it enough how much that actually bumps us up and makes us searchable. Like that's recently, I'll just like real quick, when you type in front of the conversation, we used to not come up at all. Now we at least show up in the algorithm of typing in. So it's something where definitely helps us out. 
So give us those five stars, give us those reviews uh, and hit that subscribe, follow whatever it is that we show up in your feed. Absolutely. When you leave a review and make sure to leave what you want us to argue in the final four. Every time we get to 25 reviews, we will do a fan submitted final four as a bonus episode that will drop in the feed. And you can leave anything. We've gotten beer before. We've gotten cereal. You could leave your dog, your mom's dog, uh, Nick's dog, and it's a random dog. Just pictures we will need pictures, by the way, though. Yeah. If you do do that, you are going to need to give us a contact information so we can get them pictures to talk about who's the best boy yep. or girl. Yeah, and while you're doing that, also follow us on all of our social medias. We're on Twitter. We're on Instagram. We're on Facebook. Just look up at Friendly Comp Pod. If you have an idea for a whole 16-team tournament that you'd like to see done as a fan-submitted tournament, just like this one, email those to us at FriendlyCompetitionPodcast at gmail.com. If it's good, we'll give you a shout out and we will do it as a whole season. And as always, shout outs to Charizard for that intro and outro music you're listening to. If you want to hear more of their stuff, head on over to Bandcamp, type in Charizard, and then replace the vowels with sixes. And that is it for us, folks. Group B going to drop on Wednesday. But until then, I've been Nick Keller. And I'm Cody Lena. See you on the boat.